Welcome to Airdrop, the show that will help you understand what NFTs are, how to use them, how they work, and all that good stuff. By the time we're done with you, you're going to be explaining to your grandma what the metaverse is, and she's going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let me get a VR headset. I'm Rallyon. And I'm Phosphorus. And I just wanted to take a real quick second to give everyone who's listening to this a warning that Rallyon and I are about to be taken to school in this interview. Today, we're talking to Setsus, who's one of the founders of Bitcoin Badgers, and he was way cooler than I thought he was going to be. In this episode, we go over the NFT project that Setsus is a part of, Bitcoin Badgers. We talk about virtual reality, the metaverse, what it is, what it isn't, and chasing your curiosity. One of the big things that Setsus kept just reiterating to us over and over again was how much he dislikes the generalized terms that exist in this whole world, like NFT or metaverse or smart contract. He kind of has this way of explaining it. It's like, yeah, it's that name for that thing doesn't really mean what everyone thinks it means, but kind of. So yeah. And it was just, it was really cool to get his perspective on that. This interview was definitely an eye opener. And with that said, let's drop in. The Airdrop crew and their guests are not registered investment advisors, and all their opinions are theirs alone. There are risks involved in placing investments in securities, or in Bitcoin, or in cryptocurrencies, or in anything else, if we're really honest with ourselves. None of the information presented today is intended to form the basis for any offer or recommendation. This is not financial advice. This show is purely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. Hey, and welcome in. Today we have a really special guest. Actually, you are on our top list of people to talk to when it oh, comes yeah. to this stuff. So we have today Setsus. You want to say hi? Hi to everyone. Uh, thank you guys for, for having me um, you know, on the show. I'm very excited to just see any and all content creators coming out in support of the Stacks community. So happy to be here. Yeah, we, we yeah. really started the show because we wanted to... Um, very legitimately learn out loud and in public. We we saw this development coming, saw the rise of the NFT, and I said, and we both Rallyon and I both said to ourselves, like, this is the next thing. We weren't we weren't there when Facebook got started. We didn't have that ability, but we definitely have the ability now to be on the front cutting edge here. And we have no idea. So let's just talk to as many people as we can and see if we can just learn out loud and take all of you with us. Cool. So we're going to kick things off with the question that we've been asking everyone. And yeah. that question is, can you explain NFTs to someone who has just zero concept, like in the simplest terms possible? Yeah. So I think, I think in, in general, the answer is, I think in general, the answer who anyone can, can honestly say yes to that, to that answer just isn't, isn't being very altruistic. I think NFTs are, are still so early on that to, not only is it to define is to limit, but like we're seeing just so many, not just varying use cases, but, but almost leaps in principles mm. that I think make it very, very hard to sort of, uh, triangulate or try to like frame, create a frame of reference for what NFTs are at the moment. There is, of course, a right. technical answer, right? It's non-fungible token. It's a hat. It's almost always a hash of sometimes a centralized URL, sometimes an IFPS hosted URL. But like ultimately those tech terms don't really mean too much outside of, you know, to the developer crowd. Right. Um, <laughs> and as we're seeing from the proliferation of NFTs, not just on like, you know, what I consider to be fairly decentralized platforms like 
like Bitcoin and by that effect uh, stacks, it's clear that like there it's very hard to like have have a static frame of reference, right? So I think it definitely depends on who's asking and with and with what purposes with what purpose that will sort of like shift how how I'm presenting an NFT, right? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the question, right. So, I mean, to answer like the technical question, non-fungible token, but again, I don't really think that means much. Um, there's, you know, there's the nomenclature of, of JPEGs and the use case of like them being art. But as we're kind of seeing the, you know, a lot of the big, big derivation from, you know, quote unquote blue chip NFTs on, on, uh, on Ethereum and other platforms, it's not necessarily the, Art, but more so the community that starts burgeoning from 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 holders of the art, right? And so oh, that's yeah. what I mean by like leaps and principles, right? So like, mm. okay, it's JPEGs, okay, but now it's the JPEGs are keys to a community, and so it's it's really like an evolving term. Community has popped up in all of our interviews so far, every yeah. single one. Yeah, and, yeah, and it really is changing how we maybe interact on the internet or use the internet in a different way. Could you like? extrapolate that on that a little bit more uh yeah again i i have a vision of where i'd like to see them go but but i'd definitely be foolhardy to say that's where i think they're going to go um <laughs> okay where do yeah. you want them to go <laughs> yeah uh yeah, yeah again yeah. I, i'm more so very interested in building out sort of insomnian space and or a centralized version of that vr chat or you know or horizon or alt space is building out where I'm very interested in seeing NFTs integrate into a quote unquote metaverse that is more distributed and decentralized and that isn't necessarily beholding to like one, one entity. Um, but that's, but that's again, that's sort of like what I'm, what I'm the most interested in. I think right now my most evolving definition of an NFT would be, you know, keys to online communities, right? Cause at the end of the day, like, sure, we say JPEGs, but like they're just hashes of URLs. What's underneath that URL can be anything. Doesn't have to be JPEG. It can be video. It could be a three D asset. It could be, you know. So, I, 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 yeah, I think there's, I think there's a mistake from like framing an NFT as just a value of just the art. I think there are use cases where like the artist is so is is like an incredible artist, and they're making one of you know one of ones where like yes, the art is maybe a hundred percent of the value there, but I don't think that's the case that now after this short period of time we've, we've seen that's prevailing. Interesting. So yeah, it's not just necessarily the image that you're buying. And this is what I've heard. I've been researching and listening to and in our conversations, it's the smart contract underneath this image or JPEG is really where the value is. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, this is where it can definitely just like get, get raunchy because like ultimately a lot of these terms are just different names for infrastructure within like one environment which is blockchain right but a lot of these are kind of interchangeable like a smart contract outside of just blockchain would be you know an api that handles payment systems is it ugly and super complex and in fiat and whatever sure but like technically that same functionality of like hey it's a smart contract in terms of it's you know, code that is taking something and spinning something back out with transactions works. However, of course, like you could say like, you know, the most important part about a smart contract is that it's that it's, you know, an actual address on the network, et cetera, et cetera. But then you get into the question of like, okay, cool. But like, what is actually is a, a distributed network? What do you consider it? Uh, like is Solana as distributed as Ethereum, as distributed as Polygon or as distributed as Stacks, et cetera, et cetera. And so it, 
Yeah, I, I tend to not get hung up on the technical terms uh, as much as much as I do on like prevailing and and future use cases because I think I think the terms aren't something that are all inherently very new, right? Like link lists. What, what, what is blockchain underneath it all existed for, for decades before, right? It's more so the use case that was eventually built from that underlying architecture that like became eventually Bitcoin and then eventually everything afterwards. So could you just explain in the most simplest terms, sure. like you're talking to your mom, what is a smart contract or what it, you said it connects, it's code that connects to the chain. What could you just? Yeah. Again, again, if I were explaining it, to my mom in that case, I would say, you know, I was thinking along the lines of like smart contracts are a way to, to build a functionality on top of an underlying chain that is supposed to be acting as money, right? Right. Not making so, that are, but that, that's, that's what they're supposed to be and how I would explain it to my mom. Yeah. So like Bitcoin, for example, is a currency. Yeah, or it, it's the chain that's working like a currency in, in the, most people's minds. And what Stacks does, please correct me if I'm wrong here, is it, it allows you to write code and then attach it to that chain. Is that right? Yeah, again, this is where technically, technically no. Technically what's happening is, is and again, this is where like it's even out of my element because like I haven't done protocol work on stacks, so it's very it's very well that like I can now be saying something that like is is definitely a little bit incorrect. But um, so stacks has smart contracts on top of the stacks blockchain, right? Okay. Stacks the smart contracts of stacks are not built on top of Bitcoin. They're Got built it. on top of a stacks blockchain. That is why there is a stacks token as well. Okay. The right term is stacks is stacks is hashed on Bitcoin. That's essentially what happens is like all of our transactions that happen on stacks are then hashed into a block of Bitcoin through like the mining that we do with Bitcoin. Gotcha. So they're all like kind of saved on top of Bitcoin as a technology, right? So the technical term is right. Everything that we're doing is not necessarily built on Bitcoin. It's more so secured by Bitcoin. Gotcha. Okay. That makes which sense. is, which is again, that's a distinctive, that's a distinction that's, that's very, very hard to even distinguish. And it's a question of like, is that even worth distinguishing that for, you know, for, for the average consumer? Um, and so again, that, that's where it's like gets very fascinating, like a philosophical uh, conversation. But yeah, the technical, the technical thing is, Everything happening on stacks is being secured by Bitcoin. So it's not, yeah, it's not built on top. It's just. Right. Right. Okay. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around this, obviously. But, but stacks as a blockchain is, is, is all secured by Bitcoin. That's also why some people complain about like, oh my God, I can't believe blocks, you know, I can't believe stacks takes half an hour to confirm or even 20 minutes because Solana or whatever does it so much faster. Well, that's because if, and this is where, again, it gets very philosophical. But if you believe, for example, if you guys believe that everything that happens with Bitcoin and only Bitcoin is the truth, which arguably, if you're running an ang- a, a blockchain that's anchored one-to-one to Bitcoin, that should be your, your sort of standard, right. then anything short of a, a one-to-one confirmation shouldn't be verified as the truth, quote-unquote. So, 
that's why Stacks also has micro blocks and is working on subnets and app chains and a bunch of other stuff so that we can have sort of like a pseudo confirmed. But yeah, that's actually ultimately why some people consider Stacks to be quote unquote slow. That's because it's actually confirming one to one to Bitcoin. And that's where that security comes from. That's, that's amazing. And that's a, yeah. that's a lot, you know, like for, yes. for where I'm just like starting to wrap my mind around all this stuff. It's like, whoa, right. this is so much deeper than I thought. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sitting here like, how did you get here? Like, how did Setsus get to the point sure. where you like know this much? So I, I don't know. We want to get the, we're going to talk about, um, badgers in a minute, but I want to get the Setsus origin story like how did you start developing how did you get introduced to stacks how did you start developing on stacks to give you to give you the shortest honestly to give you the like the the tweet version of it man like i just i just you know tried following my purpose as much as i could and i just stayed consistently learning and creating and like that's just basically the, the result of it all um the the short story is you know i i have a master's in finance, which is why I was always sort of attracted to the crypto world in, in the beginning. Uh, but I was, as I was finishing up my master's, I fell in love with the startup world. I actually started learning at a program. And then, you know, when it came time and I had the full-time job in, in New York, I actually backed out to like run my first startup, which was like a music app. That was a great product, terrible business. I eventually ran out of cash and turned to consulting and starting a dev agency been running the dev agency for now uh, for now eight years out in Fort Lauderdale with you know, with a full team, uh, and through then just had a, a a ton of adventures right from from starting a blog that like has made me decent income to trying twenty to thirty ideas right almost all of them have failed uh, one an e commerce one not you know it ended up turning into a tiny aqua hire with a really cool team that I'm not working I'm not working with and yeah Badgers Badgers came over as a result of like uh newton who actually approached me because he was considering you know an nft collection and i basically said i I, you know i love working on bitcoin and i i want to be working on something vr and so that's how it's sort of like we ended up with the roadmap that that we have but like but yeah i mean my short story is just always be creating and then and stay curious like that's that's basically how i got to where i am but yes never taking any never taking any engineering lessons uh classes or anything like that but of course, I've done the work. Like you can check my blog. I've blogged about pure math concepts. So like I was just curious about and like ended up learning, right? Like like uh, like all right. Like to give you an example, uh, like general theory of relativity. Like I always I always thought I understood it, but like to me, like can't like derive it from math. Uh, I don't count it as understanding it. And so I ended up just like <laughs> reading everything that I could about it and like going through like the calculuses that were required to like get to that and get get to that level and so if you look at like my blog i actually have like like a twenty four thousand dissertation on tensors which is just like a very obscure pure math uh object that like you use as you start learning about about general theory of relativity and yeah i mean that's that's basically that's that's my life in a nutshell but most of the time it's it hasn't i mean most of the time it hasn't worked out but when it has it's it's sweet and ultimately i just don't believe in like work-life balance i think it's kind of bullshit i believe the best is just work-life alignment okay hold the phone you started (laughs) (laughs) you started coding and developing at the end of your master's is that what you said in finance yeah like my last year year and a half into it no okay okay 
Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the archetypal story in this world that I've heard is, well, when I was 10, I started looking at the page source of the websites that I liked and I would copy it and, you know, change the hex codes, whatever. And all these people are like, yeah, you know, like they were kids doing this and like, oh yeah, on my Commodore 64, I started blah, blah. Or so you started after college, after your master's degree, that's when you started getting into coding. Yeah. So, so two caveats there, right? Uh, I actually did an accelerated master's where instead of doing, instead of doing four years of undergrad and then like two years of master's or something like that, uh, I came in with like a lot of AP credits. So I ended up doing like, I ended up applying to like accelerated master's in finance where I finished all of it within four years. So, wow. Yeah. So so there's a little bit of a caveat there. The second caveat is like a a lot of things are really just being at the right place at the right time. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my best friends in high school, uh, he is an insane startup person who is like, you know, now kind of sort of semi, semi famous VC, uh, who just like was very involved with hackathon, with hackathons and was throwing hack, literally dropped out of college to start a company and throw hackathons across the country. Wow. And he was basically just like, dude, you, anyone can learn how to code, like learn how to fucking build. It's worth your money, you know, get out of your hackathon. And so I just started going to hackathons and like, started learning how to how to build from there, get momentum, et cetera, et cetera. That's amazing. Well, you heard it here, kids. It's never too late. No, absolutely not. And like, I love, I love, love, love what you said about just follow your purpose. Find that thing that lights you up and just get after it and something good is going to come out of it. You know? And to be fair, awesome. a lot of people have, have a lot of people, a lot of people have a hard time even deciding what that is. And I think the best mm-hmm. way, if you, if you, if that's you and you don't know what your purpose is, then follow your peculiar your peculiarities. Anything that got you labeled as a fucking weirdo growing up, reverse and sort of uncover that because like those little yes. curiosities, those strengths are like are actually what you should magnify and like and like triple down on. But you know that that takes like some some cognizant work. But that is a pretty good direction trajectory to start heading into like, if you don't know what your purpose is at the moment. Yeah, follow your curiosity, yeah, bro. Yeah. You are you are preaching right now and i am here for it i I love it (laughs) let's dive into the badgers so for those of you watching on youtube you can see what i'm what i'm talking about here if you're listening to the podcast the bitcoin badgers are these small little they're gifts if i'm looking at them right they every single one moves and they're little badgers with different attributes whether they're glowing eyes or beards or there's even a couple with some viking hats um where Talk me through the process here of how you, where this came from and why you got into it and where you want to take it. Yeah. Again, I would say I I give a lot more credit to Newton. He's definitely like the main, like, you know, the main founder uh, that like started, that that approached me and like started with, started talking about an NFT collection. Um, But I would say, again, to give you background on on him, he was also in the accelerated master in finance program, but like three, four years ahead of me. And when I came back, when I came down to South Florida and I started the agency, he was actually someone that was my client. He stayed my client until he sold his company. And so throughout that time, like we just became very, very tight. And so we're always just talking about startup ideas, startup ideas, startup ideas. We saw, you know, we saw everything going on with NFTs. Uh, I honestly was in the boat of like, I I think NFTs are, are a lot of bullshit, to be honest, because 
again, I've now been through two or three crypto cycles, right? I've been, I've been here for the ICO cycle before, et cetera, et cetera. So I, right. I was very, very wary of that. And, and so like, listen, I'm, you know, if I want to get involved, it definitely wants to be, it definitely has to be with a roadmap that like excites me, excites me down the line, except really excites me down the line that way I'm happy to support or is like at least built on principles that really excite me down the line. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we saw Ethereum was saturated on principles. I want to build on Solana or anything like that. And so I was a big fan of Bitcoin. Um, I was obviously a big fan of, of stacks for that reason. And I was poking around with, with clarity development again, just out of, out of curiosity, right? Like I, at one point out of curiosity, I looked at solidity out of curiosity, I looked at clarity. I thought it was a lot cleaner. I liked it a lot more. And so I was, when you approached me for that NFT, I said, you know, I'm down to help out. Um, done out about you know as much as i can let's go ahead and like as, as long as we do it on stocks and it has like a vr roadmap like i'm very interested and so yeah i mean he's he's a phenomenal artist designer leader uh and he basically is taking care of the entire art side while taking care of the tech side nice and we're gonna we're going to the vr people we're going to the metaverse hold give me one second i have another question though so on yes on the website <laughs> it says that it says what is bitcoin badger Bitcoin Badgers is a Stacks NFT that rewards hodlers. And we've said this in another podcast, so I need to clarify the, the term hodl. Um, Setsu, do you know the, the origin story behind that? I do. I forget on what form it was and at what period in time, but the general, yeah, the general history of that meme, I, I did read on at one point. It's, yeah, evidently uh, Bitcoin was dropping in one of the cycles and one of the guys was probably uh was on one of the forums. He was drunk typing and misspelled it in all caps. Right. And now it's just a term, hodl. Um so yeah, I just want to clarify what that is. But what is how does Bitcoin Badgers reward those who uh hold on to their tokens and never let them go? Yeah, so so right off the bat there's at least there's two airdrops in the in the near future, right? So there's baby badgers which we've had we've shown a lot of previews of those if you haven't seen the pictures they're fucking adorable um then yeah i'd recommend going to our twitter just searching baby and you'll see pictures of them but yeah baby badgers which are actually coming out this valentine's day so if you guys don't have at least two badgers each grab them because we again you're going to need two and yeah, there's going to be a breeding process probably probably similar to like megapon's robot process where like you can Okay. Pick you can like try to pick traits between two parents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, so that's that's the first drop. Then there's going to be 3D models of everything, and so that's why it's going to be very convenient for you to get the baby badgers because we're going to do 3D models of badgers and baby badgers. So if you're holding two, you're going to end up getting you know not just a baby but a baby and also like the 3D model of the baby down the line. Yeah, so both of those are is how we reward hodlers, and then. Uh, the biggest, yeah, I mean, the biggest reward after that is going to be sort of the Badger Bash game that I'm building, that we're building. But uh, I want to, I'll get into that later. I do want to say what, what I, what we believe sort of like the main purpose of holding a Badger right now, though, is we want to be the community for that onboards anyone into VR. So okay. like, if you buy an Oculus Quest 2 or if you buy something and you hop on, you hop on into a lobby and you hear a bunch of shrieking kids and you're like, yo, like where... Where are the chill adults at? Like that's where we want to be right now. <laughs> yeah, that's and totally a reality with the quest too right now. You just, exactly. just like little kids fighting. 
Exactly. And, and there is a really cool burgeoning community in VR, but like, you know, yeah. And so we want to be that community and that's sort of what holding a badger means for now. So if you holding a badger every Wednesday, we're having like VR sessions um, and like that. And like, that's sort of like what we want to be like one of the main drivers right now. We want to build a strong VR community because as we start the, uh, to building out Badger Bash, our Oculus game, we're going to be tapping into that pool of early adopters for feedback and iterating from there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of VR as well. I, I'm still obviously getting into it, but the small stone that started the avalanche for me was a really uh, Ready Player One. Okay, and right. that's how I kind of fell into this whole world. So um, I have a Quest 2. Um, I love it. Similar. It's so fun. So what what is it that you really love about VR? Like, what's it that draws you so oh, much man. that you love it so much? Yeah, again, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get very philosophical here, but yeah, anything I do, like I, I like deep, I like thinking about it from like first first principles. Um, yeah, so I, I'm gonna give you a quote, and then like we can get we can get into it from there. But Let's go. I think, yeah, I think a watch and a calendar is the time, as a headset is the space. And so, and so let me rephrase that by saying like, <laughs> I think two, two of the, like two of the, two of the pillars of our reality are both, you know, space and time. And I think there's been a, a lot of industries and a lot of money being built around time management. Right. And that's clear. Like you have a calendar, you have a schedule, you use time everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. And you're optimizing time, but our relation, but our relationship with space has actually been pretty limited. And I think the headset is one of the first, is one of the first tools that sort of lets us evolve that relationship and so let me phrase that let me follow that up with an, with another phrase but like i believe for anything that you are doing there is a perfect environment for that and this tool gets us closer and closer to that environment and for that environment i mean literally fucking anything for example we're recording a podcast there is an optimal environment to be recording a podcast especially of this nature right? yeah what is that and so that should be like that again, a headset is a tool that allows us to approach that environment. I think for anything you're doing, I think you're doing research on crypto. There's a different environment that is optimized for that. It's not the three or four screens in front of you. It's not X amount more screens in front of you. It's changing the context around you. It's everything else. And so, yeah, that, yeah, again, I, I, I think about this, I think about VR particularly very deeply, but I think, I think it's a tool that quite literally involves the relationship we have with one of the pillars of reality. And I think people are just way underestimating one, how here it already is. And two, how prevalent that's going to be as like more and more use cases start getting built out. Absolutely. And I mean, we, uh, airdrop as a show, we have this ambition to get closer and closer to that digital world and, and to have this exist outside right now. It's just a podcast and we're not content with that, you know? So we're, we're working on some stuff to make it a little more interesting and we won't get into it right now because we're uh, holding, on, holding on to that one. Spoilers. Uh, so, but yeah, there is something really amazing to creating the environment around you to very specifically match the thing that you're trying to do. And I think that's that's what you were saying. I have yeah, to and then you have to extrapolate my... that to like any activity you're doing, anything. Right cooking that's a different environment right like any activity you're doing there is an optimal environment for that i think a lot about it in the in the education space 
I'm like, if, if, you know, we, I have this dream of building this education thing in VR where basically every teacher in the world can be Miss Frizzle from the magic school bus. Right. Exactly. You know, the exactly. possibilities are limitless. So that's, that's really cool. Um, and okay. So as someone who is this deep in VR, give us your thoughts on the metaverse. Like what explain to somebody who might not know, yeah. like what is that concept and you know, what, what do you yeah. think about it? And is it uh, here? That's the question we want to really ask you the spicy one. Like, is it here now? Then we just are not tapping into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, metaverse is another pervasive term that I've very much come to abhor and like, uh, I, you know, I, I think in general it needs to be broken down and or separated, especially now that Facebook has like rebranded towards Meta. Because if, yeah. we, if we continue running with just Metaverse as a term, we're fucked. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very cognizant of like not of like not using that term or like you know I just don't. I think Metaverse right now is basically is basically admitting that like Facebook and Meta are, are winning that race. Um, to be fair. Everyone has different definitions of metaverse, or you see video games that are now calling themselves metaverse. Um, whatever. I'm not here to trash anything or anyone. Uh, I think, to me, the qualifier of a metaverse is something that is, you know, that's something that is world building, right? Sort of like a sandbox scenario. Um, and then two, that it's in VR. And here's why I say that. I think anyone that isn't starting to build from VR to the ground up, it's going to be impossible to port over functionality down the line. Um, and so projects like Decentraland, for example, that I think should have been the competitor for, should have been the leader for, for winning this. I'm now at this point, not sure that they're going to be able to port over everything to VR. Um, or at least like they're very, they're, 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 they're facing a very interesting innovator's dilemma, right? Especially with the token incentivizing more short-term action than long-term action. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, a metaverse is like something that is sandbox, something that is VR. And then there's a question of like the scale again, is it centralized or not centralized, right? Something like VR chat or Facebook's equivalent, equivalent, which is horizons. That's a centralized metaverse, something like Somnian space, that's a little bit more of a decentralized metaverse and more so what I'm interested in, in, in participating in, in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, you know, I just like will sit and dream about what the capital M metaverse could be. Right. And it's, it's obviously, it's really exciting watching, you know, Sandbox and Somnium Space and Decentraland and all these, even, even Horizon Worlds and all this, all this development in the concept. But somewhere in my, dreamer's heart i'm like could there be just a open decentralized digital universe where each of those quote-unquote metaverses is a planet like that kind of thing well, there's a cross stream protocol right that would be something cool going from like one world to the other um yeah i'm not really i'm not really entirely sure why they couldn't be done but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very interested on building out that metaverse, the Somnian space, et cetera, metaverse, except using purely Bitcoin. And notice I didn't say on Bitcoin, because again, I don't think that using stacks necessarily building is, is, is not building on as much as it's being secured by Bitcoin. But I do think that like, if you want to build out something like Somnian space, then you need to have stacks as like that, that middle layer infrastructure that is doing all the smart contract things, the NFTs, et cetera, the real estate, et cetera, et cetera. 
but I do want it to be like only like lightning only. That would be the ideal use case, I think. Yeah, you have me rather speechless about all of this. If someone is diving into VR, where what would you suggest they do? They buy a badger. Like to get started. Yeah, where does somebody get started in this? They, they buy a fucking badger and then they join our Discord and then that's, <laughs> what, that's, that's what I was saying, right? Like, that's that's exactly the best right. answer ever. Yes, you buy, a, you buy a badger, you join our Discord and again, you hop in you hop in with games. We have people there that are like just pinging saying like, yo, I'll hop into this VR game, this VR game. And like that's what we want to create a community around. Yeah. And once you, I don't know, all of this can feel rather daunting. And so I like the idea of having at least a small community of people that you can trust and have fun with. And that's true whether you're, when you're playing any game. So it sounds like the Badgers are definitely, if you're looking to get into VR, those are your people. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. No, that's that's sort of our, our stake in the in the Stacks community at the moment. Setsu, we're just so glad you, you decided to come on. I'm so um, happy yeah. You guys, you are more a philosopher than I ever ever imagined. I'm here for it. Oh, okay. yeah. We're into it, man. We got to have a whole conversation about meta philosophical stuff. Uh, not Facebook, just sure. pie in the sky kind oh. of stuff. That would be a really cool episode. As we're wrapping up, is there anything that you would want to say to the Badger community? I know you announced that Valentine's Day you're making babies, but is, is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I definitely want to give a shout out to the entire team. This is absolutely not not even remotely close to like a one-man thing so i mean newton porter by far he's he's the one who's been you know leading the badger community he's the main artist for it so i mean a lot of a lot of shout out to him it's always incredible working with him again set burn or bernie as you guys might see shout out to him as well he's been he's actually been my co-worker since i started the music company all the way back like eight nine years ago so that dude's my my partner and co-founder on on basically everything uh, and then Kashal and John, uh, shout out to both of them as well, like two other members of our artist community. Because again, this is, and I'll say this, like, it's a tough game. A lot of people are entering NFTs and like not realizing what it what it takes, not just to do the art, but also to build a community. And again, if you're building a tech roadmap to build out the tech, this shit's not easy. And as, as Byzantian and as Sax NFT and as we and as every other founder can attest, Clarity in stacks is also not not simple. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just want to give a shout out to, to the entire stacks community as a whole, especially on the one year anniversary. That's you know very very happy I'm coming on on that day. That's yeah, awesome. it, it's crazy to think how stacks is just a year old and how much is already done. Um, and the future is very very bright for this right. community and where it's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited where we're at. Sweet. Well, uh, where where can people find you out in the internet or on the metaverse or whatever? And where can yeah. they find out more about Bitcoin Badgers? Uh, Twitter is, is the only social media I'm, I'm, I'm actively on and checking these days. So, you know, my digital name is is at SetZeus, S-E-T-Z-E-U-S. Um, and yeah, or my personal website, SetZeus.com. Either one of those. Sweet. So how about Badgers? How can we get our hands on one of those little furry Bitcoin, VR babies? www.bitcoinbadgers.art. And again, Twitter. That's by far where, where, the, where we're the most active as well. So just Bitcoin Badgers on Twitter. Sweet. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. We would love to have you back again for that super philosophical episode if you <laughs> wanted to do that. Yeah, um, yeah really appreciate it. It was a great talk. 
thank you. And it was a great talk to you guys. And thank you for, you know, helping grow the SaaS community. You guys are very valued. And I look forward to working with you guys again. One of my big takeaways for this episode, I really think is the whole chasing your curiosity thing that Setsu's pretty much has said. Like a lot of us in life think that life is just one way, one path, and it can get really boring if you do that. So chasing your curiosity has definitely helped me. And I know Rally on too, in his journey to do whatever we're doing now. And I just encourage everybody to just find that thing that makes them curious and just dig in a little bit more. Yeah. And the whole thing you said about uh, if you don't know what you're curious about or what your uh, purpose is or whatever, just chase your peculiarity. I thought that was really, really cool because it's like, what's that thing that makes you weird and different from everybody else? That's it. Chase that down because there's something in there. For me, my favorite part uh, of our conversation was just talking about VR and the metaverse and what it could be, what it is now and where he sees things going. That was just like a really fun conversation. I'm also just a big VR nerd as, as entry level as I am, I'm low key obsessed with all this stuff. So uh, it was just really cool to talk to somebody who really knows their stuff about VR and the whole concept of the metaverse. Yeah. And it did sound like Bitcoin batters was building a VR game. So big things coming from these guys. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. All right, you can find Airdrop on Twitter at airdrop underscore XYZ and tell us how much you love us and uh, tell us uh, if you don't love us, that's fine too. I guess that's, you know, Twitter is also for that. Engagement is engagement. We'll take it. (laughs) Also, make sure you leave uh, an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. It just, it really means a lot when you take your time out of your day just to type some things out. You can easily move on, but make sure you're parked and in a safe location when doing so. Um, also please subscribe to YouTube if you're there we got a bunch of other stuff on there and 100% please share this with all your friends who are NFT curious and remember all I'm offering is the truth and that's it.